with Ryan Reese from Southern California. This is Live with Ryan Reese. Call now, 1-888-564-6173. Or post your questions using the hashtag LiveRyanReese on his Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. What's up, what's up? The moment we've been waiting for all week. I've been waiting to have my friends in studio. I have Tiffany and I have Jenea from Awakening Youth. And I had, shoot, I had Jenea. Actually, I had both of you guys on in 2016. 16. Mm-hmm. Man, that yes. was a long time ago. Long time ago. Long, long time ago. It seems like it was just yesterday. That means I'm getting old, right? <laughs> yeah. That just means that you're in the fast lane. That's mm-hmm. true. That's true. Well, last time I had you guys on, we were just talking about um, how, uh, you know, you have the Awakening Youth mm-hmm. and you were a part of it back then, Jenea, and you were talking about your story, how you... Um, came out of some some struggles but now you guys are in a whole different place you guys just recently had a film come out on i don't want to mess it up on showtime mm-hmm. and it's called loud crazy love and it's the story of you and your father and your story how you uh were growing up in this this uh, under your father and he's in corn the guitar player brian head welch and how you just kind of um just kind of lost your way for a minute. So tell us a little bit about this movie. Well, basically, like you said, Loud Crazy Love is about a little girl growing up in this crazy rock world. Crazy, crazy. Unre- rock world. Just yes. unbelievable. Just uh, parties every night, six tour buses full of chicks and drinking, drugs, all of it. And I was just this little kid because um, my mom. Um, left the picture and so my dad pretty much just took me on and pretty much growing up and he quit corn did his solo thing and so it was just it's pretty much about our ride our journey together and um yeah so it was uh it was radical you know I, we went out to the premiere out in hollywood and it was you know you laugh you cry <laughs> yep. you're in shock going I mean, it's just so powerful because you were just, you were so little. How old were you? Like when, when, when uh, your dad left corn? Um, six years old. Six years old. And you're mm-hmm. just this little six year old and in, in, on the side stage, backstage. And this is when corn, I mean, corn is still massive, but this was just like when they just exploded. Like peak, yeah. Peak. Mm-hmm. And, and, and your dad's trying to do the right thing mm-hmm. and you're just in this environment. And, and then, you know, it shows how your dad, get saved and i mean just the footage of your dad in there was just i was dying and then shows you growing up and all the stuff that you're going through and this is the thing you know as you know i tour schools and we know that all the statistics that are out in time magazine and in the news and the whole mental uh mental uh uh, what's it called mental health and and the suicide rates and the depression and the cutting and the the drugs and and the the porn and all these things you encountered a lot of this stuff Mm -hmm. in your life yeah, absolutely. Yeah, when I was about 12 years old, um, I, I started to realize that my mom wasn't around. That was hard. I was going through t- puberty, and mm-hmm. it was difficult. And my dad, um, at, at the time, he he was going through Chapter 11 bankruptcy. And so we were we just moved to Nashville, Tennessee from Arizona. I, I had new, no friends, really. Mm-hmm. I was new at school, and I was just going through all of these things in my head. And, um, and a lot of m- my friends back home... Um, 
struggled with depression too and so so they got into self-harm and cutting and all that stuff burning with like lighters and stuff did you guys did you guys share with each other that you guys were all going through the same stuff yeah but it was almost um but it wasn't comforting it was more like i look what i'm doing i'm hurting like like it increases almost like asking for help but no one had the answers so we were just just had this little group together that struggled but didn't know how to get better and so that's interesting because i I just met some girls out of school and they were all in a big group Mm-hmm. And they're all friends, and they're all arms are all shredded, mm-hmm. and it's just like it's a huge underground. Well, actually, honestly, it's mainstream now. It's a yeah. huge culture of kids who just don't don't know any better and haven't don't have the help that they need. Okay, I want to ask you a question because there's there's listeners that are probably asking this question: Why do people cut, and what what is it what does it do for for the kid? Mm-hmm. Um. Well, I think every kid is different, obviously, yeah. but for me personally, um, I was I was so overwhelmed with emotion mm-hmm. that um, that was the only way I could feel like relief. Yeah, and also, but um, simultaneously getting relief, mm-hmm. I was also asking for help, even because I I didn't I didn't know You're crying how out to, for help. Yeah, I didn't know how to s- ask people. You know, like what's wrong with me? You know what I'm saying? Why am I feeling this way? And so it was, it was, that was just my way of showing, like somebody, <laughs> reach out to me, help me. You know, that, yeah. I think that we forget the different developmental stages of adolescence, yeah, and that they have these massive tragic things that are happening in their lives: friends committing suicide, yep. dying of car accidents, getting diagnosed with cancer, all the same adult issues that we have. Yep. But their divorce, losing their parent, uh, and then we have this situation where they don't know how to express themselves verbally. Mm-hmm. They don't really understand their thoughts or feelings or, or, you know, any validation. And so they have these feelings that are so much bigger than their words are capable to express. Yeah. 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 And so this is the, okay, here I am on the outside, what's happening on the inside. Somebody help. Somebody yeah. help me. And when it becomes a culture in a small group of friends, that's very difficult. Yeah, It's a very big culture. It's everywhere. As I travel all over the world, I see the same thing happening everywhere. And I would like to ask you, Tiffany, so as you're looking at what's going on and you obviously work in this mental health, uh, what, what do you see going on and what do you think should be done? Ooh, that's a deep question. So big. <laughs> that is a I big know. question. We I'll have take an hour. the bite. Yeah. I'll take <laughs> the bite off with just particularly the cutting. Yeah. I'm in an advantage because at a time that I, when I decided that I wanted to impact and help young people, I started, you know, I started right away working in residential treatment. Mm-hmm. So when I started my own facility, my own program, I really had the opportunity to design my environment and what kind of culture was going to be in my environment. Mm -hmm. So I'm at an advantage to a parent where they have their house. There's a culture of a house. There's a, you know, so they want to talk to a kid and listen to them. Whereas for me, I was able to create this whole big culture of here's all of these girls that are all doing well and we want you to do well with us. Mm -hmm. We want you to, you know, take our hand and come with us to this place of freedom and happiness and wholeness. And look, my bedroom door is right there. You can knock on it anytime. You don't have to do this to yourself anymore. If you need attention, if you need to talk, I am right there. And so when you create that culture, Mm -hmm. um, you know, a parent can't just start talking to their kid <laughs> the second that they start cutting their arm. Yeah. Yeah. So you almost have to make the cutting a, a secondary issue, unless we're talking deep. There's a difference between 
a mental illness, deeply disturbed trauma cutting, Mm -hmm. which there is a very big difference. Yes. Um, That's not a challenge to people. And sometimes kids will be like, oh, well, I'm a real cutter. So they take that as a challenge. Right. So there's a difference between real deep trauma and and that is something that should be addressed at a at a medical facility. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When you're a parent and you're dealing with the beginnings of this, you've got to start conversation about something other than the cutting. If you yeah. start if you never pay attention to your child, if you're busy running around two jobs and and it's not not against parents, it's the society that we live in right mm-hmm. now. We're dual in- income households, everybody almost. Yep. Um everybody's running around to this sport and this thing and that thing. Mm-hmm. So you can't just automatically start talking to your kid for the very first time in 6 months when you've been blitzed and busy and then want to talk about cutting. You have to take a few steps back from that. You have to start in- engaging in their life in other ways, showing care and tenderness in other ways, whether it's notes in their lunchbox or their coat or mm-hmm. things that mm-hmm. that the, the way that I work with teenagers is almost going back to what I do with my my baby. We're, we're mm-hmm. you know, the care. I put little notes in their stuff and little special things. And, you know, because mm-hmm. you're rebuilding that nurture relationship with your child and people get so fast paced that they forget about that. Yeah. So if you only show the attention to the cutting, why are you doing this to yourself and why are you hurting yourself this way? Well, then it feels good at the end because they're feeling resolved and they're feeling loved. Mm-hmm. They don't know how to get the attention the next time, but to cut themselves again. So you have to teach healthy coping skills as a family. You have to teach healthy communication. And for me, when I stepped back from the cutting and didn't make that the primary issue, I made it about the kid and about the relationship with the kid. Yeah, because that's the problem. That's the problem yeah. is that they're yeah, feeling the disconnected effects, yeah. and no relationship. And a lot a lot of times it's attention seeking mm-hmm. and people take that terminology wrong. Because they're re- like she just said, they're they're asking for help. They're asking for help. And that's what I always said. I don't have a problem with attention seeking yeah. because you need something. Yeah. Yeah. If you are hurting yourself in this way, then you need something mm-hmm. and you should be able to get loud about what you need. Um, and so that's what I would say. I would say to kids that are struggling with it, get loud. Find somebody. Talk to somebody. Find a way to get your needs met other than harming yourself. And I guarantee you one day, you know, when you walk down the aisle and you know, and, and, and that's, that was the other thing I would always say to girls is that, you know, that we're in the very beginning stages. Prevention's huge. Mm-hmm. And I just remember there was one girl, and I won't say her name, but, you know, just holding her arm, very first cuts, you know, and saying, look, we can heal these. These will go away. Yeah. And on your wedding day, you know, I want to see, you know, this isn't what you want to, this isn't what you want everyone to see. This isn't the part of you, this, you know, this part on the outside. You don't need to harm yourself in this way. You, and you give them projection of their future. And so when I would take them out of the moment. Yep. And I would say, let's think about your wedding. Let's think about when you meet your husband. Mm-hmm. Right, let's think yeah. about, and then they would go, oh, because they're only living in the moment. When somebody's yeah. hurting that bad, mm-hmm. they don't see beyond today. Mm-hmm. They no. don't see beyond no. tomorrow. So you have to give them vision for their future. Yep. And your proof, Janae, because you, you went to the program Awakening Youth, mm-hmm. and you were in a situation. I mean, I remember, you know, obviously your dad called me. He's like, hey, I got I to gotta send her away because I don't know what to do. And, you know, Tiffany's amazing. And we've been meeting with her, praying, and... You know, you went and and you you went through the program and you came out on top. I mean, to see you now, mm-hmm. to, to to go before when you were going through that stuff. I mean, you know, it was tough for all of us, you know, but but it worked, you know, right? Yeah, and uh, but I think what's important also is that when I finished high school and pretty much finish the program you yeah. know um i i got uh, well i started social media again and yep. all of those things and some of those struggles came back a little bit like okay. I, I had to deal with them in the real world now and yes. not in a pr- protected environment you know like mm-hmm. i i thought of i thought of harming myself like mm-hmm. a couple times i thought you know what i mean like mm-hmm. those things 
those reoccurring things came back. That's, re- I was that's real life. It's real life. That's real life. But I had the tools this time yes. to be able to love myself and be able to choose the better path, you know? And that's commu- it. Very, that's and awesome. Communicate. Yeah. Communicate. Was Communication. Someone to talk to you because before you were isolated. Yep. Right? And a lot of know how. students that are listening, they might just be isolated. They have no one to talk to. They feel like they can't talk to anyone. And that's how the devil gets you. Yep. Is he gets you isolated, makes you think you're alone. And then that just gets darker and darker, mm-hmm. darker hole. And and we're grateful because we keep a lot of the girls. That's been something that's ex- exceptionally in my heart that I don't br- I don't bring them. I don't bring the women that are struggling around to tell their struggles. Mm-hmm. Um, I look at it kind of like they get to go off and have an experience and transform. Mm-hmm. And then what they come out, you know what I mean? That's yeah. their destiny. Yeah. I tell them all the time. I want you to leave every good, bad, ugly thing, behind <laughs> you, you know, behind you with me, all the, all the ugly, leave it here and step out into the new person that you are to be able to have Jenea, whose life was already public, who was willing to share her story mm-hmm. and, and be a positive face, you know, um, for mental health and emotional wellness has been a huge gift to us because not everybody wants to have their story out, wants to be remembered or known right. for the struggles that they have. So to right. have somebody with such courage that you can feel is genuinely on the other side and not still going through it um, is a beautiful thing for hope for others. I like what you said because, you know, you know, Jesus says he makes you a new, cre- a new creation. All the old things pass away. Everything becomes brand new. Yeah. And the, Satan, you know, he's the, he's the condemner. He likes to bring up the past. But God's the one that takes us into that, that new life. Absolutely. And you are brave and strong to do it. And you your life is going to impact, is impacting. I mean, I have people that text me, hey, I just saw the, the film on, on Showtime. Mm-hmm. And like I have guys giving their life back to the Lord. I mean, the film is touching people's lives. And you'll Absolutely. never know how great of an impact you have had. You're going to get little nuggets. You're going to get Instagrams. You're going to get emails. People are going to come up and see you in the years to come. But... This this film is timeless. You guys got to watch it. You got to get on Showtime. Track it down. How long is it on Showtime now? Uh, I believe till the end of the month. End of the month because it's yep. already been on for a couple months, right? Yep. It, yeah. it released yeah. uh, December twelfth, I believe, yep. and uh, it'll be on for the rest of the month. And then there will be a wider release uh, at the beginning of the summer. It is. I've talked about this right right after I went to the premiere that whatever night that was. I talked about it on the radio show the next next time I was on. But it's awesome because it's not all Christianese. It's <laughs> it's. That was our number one thing. Yeah, but it it's, also caused it also pa- is perplexing. <laughs> it's powerful. It's powerful and the people that need to get impacted by it are because they're calling me and they're giving their life back to the Lord. Yeah. And uh you know, I think I am second or something they had some kind of uh, involvement like of of helping like um promoted or something right they it the, i am second funded the film oh they yeah. filmed so oh, it was awesome. done yeah it was done by detori mayo mm-hmm. uh which is um, they are an amazing uh film company mm-hmm. phenomenal they told they're beautiful storytellers but it was funded by i am second who did brian's first i am second video so i am second.com it's a film um it's you've seen a lot of people's testimonies they're sitting in a white chair and i think they're actually probably the number one um christian film company that does testimonies because mm-hmm. they're Absolutely. not corny they're not yeah. Christianese. They're real life and they're powerful. Yep. So the film is amazing. It's going to be on for another for another month. Um, what's what's your guys' plans now with the with the film? We're going to talk more about mental. Oh yeah, yeah, no, 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 that's stuff. fine. But let's let's talk about this film. Let's get people to to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? What's what 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 did you get? What are you guys going to be doing now? What's the next the next step? 
Now that you guys are uh, movie stars. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> well, we have to be careful of what we can say. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Well, be limited. Tell, yeah, me, limited. tell me what we can talk about for now, but I know there's big things happening. A lot of exciting things in the works, but we are talking about um, possibly a high school college tour yes. um, where we can um, hopefully um, show the movie or show snippets and talk about it and um, meet with kids. Dude, um, that, that would be incredible. <laughs> I, you know, I, I got a chance to actually talk to you guys about this stuff, but mm -hmm. honestly, like when I see what you guys have, it's a movement. You have the film. Yeah. It's the film is the story. You're in, it's your story. Yeah. So the the film will continue to keep playing. It's timeless, like I said. Yeah. And that's that's the way into the schools, universities, just the whole platform. Well, and we're getting invitations from schools that have entertainment business. Mm -hmm. So they have entertainment business departments where this is like this is what they're trying to get these these young in, kids. In what is this? High schools, middle colleges, schools, no, colleges, high, colleges, universities, colleges that have entertainment business. They are already reaching out and talking to us about we want our students to see this. Our the president of our board is Christy Williams, and she's from Shading the Limelight. Uh, her daughter is the lead singer of Paramore, Haley Williams. Awesome. She's an amazing advocate and activist for emotional wellness. Mm -hmm. um, and she's at Belmont University. And so Belmont has shown interest in wanting to have us out to speak um, and a, a few other schools. So it's really exciting, the potential for the places that the movie can go, because it is this kind of cutting edge. It's not, it doesn't have that, you know, I mean, we're that Christian, you know, that's usually there. It doesn't have that like that... Uh it's like soft, you know, it's like real. It's it's not It's you know, very jarring. It's raw. It's raw. Yeah. I mean it's, it's raw because real life. life is raw. Yeah. <laughs> it's raw. And what I loved is they allowed But everybody. you will laugh, you will cry. Yes. It's seriously amazing. Yes. I could have stayed. I wish it was two more hours. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I don't think we could have taken Listen. it. Well, we've seen it so many times. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> two more hours. But they have enough footage. Yeah. I mean, they yeah, have like the, the bonus. The bonus will come yeah, out one day. For five years. They did such a beautiful well, job. Well, they filmed since my, you know. Oh, yeah. 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 They filmed yeah. for five years. And then there was film, like, footage from 20, 25 years. There's untouched you know? yeah, yeah, no, stuff right. that's yeah. never even been seen in that film. My birth, everything. It's crazy. Dude. Well, not the actual birth. But, but like, the birth was in there? I'm no. The birth was, <laughs> Janae Welch's birth was not in this movie. <laughs> hey. Um, no, but but her in, her in the womb was, most definitely. Yeah. Yeah. No, you got, dude, seriously, you guys got to get into the, the universities and the college. I mean, you could premiere the film, even if it's like you could do a little short edit too, which they yeah. probably already working on that. But even just the film itself, and then you get up and like you guys did those question and answers. I mean, pff, all day. Yeah. Must. <laughs> Pretty must excited. tour. Tour bus touring the nation. Woo. I mean, this, this film, about, this film could go, busing, this thing yeah. could go uh, worldwide. I mean, because the reach, because your dad, I mean, obviously with the, the music and everything. I mean, this is huge. Well, we really, in sitting back and looking from traveling together, we really feel like the UK would be a huge place that uh, the princes there in Diana's name have a huge mental health uh, movement there. Right. Um, really taking serious, you know, mental health in the UK. And so I think that there'd be a really good fit there. Um, what about Australia? Because I know that's that's kind of oh, happening yeah. down Australia there too. Australia's always. Australia's always. Yes, we were all there to Australia together. That's where we met. Yeah, I know. J yeah. But it's the Japan. it's the same thing. Yeah, huh? Japan is a big yeah. one. There's a lot of suffering of depression there, and that's Dude, they got the of, that's suicide force there in Japan. Yes, mm -hmm. it's big. Yes, yep. That would be interesting. Yes. So we have hope in yep. seeing what you know doors God opens and brings funding and. Yep. So how are you? Okay, so how are you guys getting funding for all this? Or how can people? If someone's listening and they're like, "Man, we want to be a part of this. What do we do?" Oh wow, awakeningyouth.org. Okay. Go to awakeningyouth.org. Donate there. The biggest, you know, even kind of getting out and talking about the movie. I, I kind of, you know, me. I kind of stay back. You need to talk more about but it. We have had so <laughs> much 
just feedback. Yeah. I mean, we I have kids calling me and and wanting help and wanting treatment. I have families that can't afford services, and we're a small organization. We're you know poised to. Um, to expand, but we can't help everybody that's calling because they don't have the resources. Because so, the film, since the film's yes. been going on, you guys are getting an influx of calls, yes. emails, and you guys are a small network, but you're trying to grow, expand. Yes. We have all of the resources and ability, I mean, all of the people resources yes. to be able to expand and offer other programs and be flexible. Um, right now we do uh, case management and in-home residential services, as well as a uh, full residential experience. So being able to give all those kids the services that they need, is our heart. I mean, to, to hear these kids ask for help and not be able to help them. So, Well, you're listening to Tiffany Claywell and uh, Janaea Welch from Awakening Youth. Janaea Welch is the daughter of Brian Head Welch as well. And they have a film called Loud Crazy Love. It's on Showtime and it's on there for one more month. And then uh, there's other big things, but we can't talk about it. But you know what's awesome? What we were talking about a little bit before is that you know, you're stepping out by faith. You're ste- you're telling your story, which is courageous, and you're impacting. It's going to be millions of people, 100 percent and more probably. And um, you guys just stepped out by faith, and God brought the provision to put together the film, yeah, which was funded. Oh yeah, absolutely. And now you guys are on that next step to yes. expand. And what's awesome is, you know, I used to pray, God, give me a million dollar check, two million dollar check, so we could just continue the whosoever's movement. But God brings provision, and He always gives you enough. And he just, sometimes he doesn't want to give you a bunch because you're just not going to depend on him and you're going to be chilling and you're going to probably do who knows what Mm -hmm. with the tour, but he's going to open doors that he wants you to walk through. And as as he opens those doors, people will come alongside that have the heart and they're going to fund each piece of it and he'll lead and guide and he's going to, it's going to be moved by the Holy Spirit because this is a movement of the Holy Spirit. We receive that a hundred percent. Yes. And I'm excited to be a part of it and watch. It's going to be fun. Be cheering the whole way and praying. So, okay. So let's see. Tell, tell us exactly. Let's talk about um, the Awakening Youth. What is it for maybe people that just tuned in? How do you love on people? How do you get, how do you get in with the students, kids, whatever you want to At call them? At 18 years old, I was radically transformed. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in the middle of a, a trailer park on my knees looking up at the sky. If you're real, show yourself to me. And from that point on, I was passionately surrendered to finding out whatever my calling was. I did an internship where I traveled to 22 states and seven countries. I worked in the orphanages in Russia, and that really impacted me. That must have been crazy. It was... You've been to Russia, Janelle? No. No. Never. I think not when you were little. Mm-mm. We're going to... But in the, in the... It's in, my favorite. Doing what you did, that would have been crazy. It was, it was life-changing. Yeah. And um, I saw the impact that care has on a child uh, when they don't have it Um, when they the way that it affects them when you don't have that mother's love when you're raised from an infant in a facility kind of setting Mm -hmm. and the impact that that can have on you emotionally and psychologically Um, going through that experience geared me to i want to do residential care a hundred percent i knew i want to be in residential care i want to be able to transform these environments so that kids can have permanency um, not be bounced around so when i came back um to the states i was passionate to find that avenue i ended up going into a girl's residential home i walked through the door on a tour and it was like tears down my face this is what i want to do with the rest of my life so my husband and i met 
working in residential, and we dedicated our life to mental health. We worked at one of the highest level treatment facilities in the country, learned a lot, mental mental illness, diagnosis, worked with some of the top child psychiatrists in the country. It was very eye-opening and a really great experience, but we didn't see kids transform in the way that we had seen in Christian residential boarding school, even though it was more restrictive. Right. So we went back, you know, back to our roots and uh, went back as directors and had the opportunity to completely and totally transform the environment. And I believed that if we could have a 100% positive peer dynamic, all of the girls wanting to be there, wanting to invest in themselves. And I had a wonderful opportunity to really have a group of seven um, that wanted to be there. That was the first group. That was the first group. And those seven came to live with us when I was. You weren't. Were you part of that? First? No. No. That's no. Um, those those seven came and lived with us when I was six months pregnant, <laughs> and we had a fifteen hundred. Yeah, you are hardcore. Fifteen hundred square foot house. <laughs> and so um, we 15, had fifteen hundred square foot house. Six kids. Seven. Seven. Seven, seven. and pregnant. Pre- and pregnant. You and are next level. By the time we moved out, there were thirteen kids in that fifteen hundred square foot house. <laughs> were they were. <laughs> <laughs> that is crazy. I used yes. to have a, a 1500 little stuff. ranch. And so uh, the Lord just continued to expand. We expected to just work with that first group of seven and then move on, you know, and go find jobs and you yeah. know, and do that. Um, but it just kept growing. Every psychiatrist, Amazing. you know, therapist that we'd work with or Christian school just started referring kids. Yeah. So we got a bigger, you know, bigger facility and have just continued. We expanded services from 13 to 23 years old. And our thing is these are gifted, called, beautiful. The girls that I've had the opportunity to work with. Um, they're amazing. I mean, they're amazing, beautiful, gifted, and it's been an honor to have them, you know, in my home and to see them transform. And we've taken, and that what's interesting is we have some of what's the most difficult situations, Eastern Bloc adoptions, you know, I mean, situations that are very, very difficult. And we have such amazing results that actually at our last gala that was filmed in the film, our referral source thought that we'd stopped working with uh, kids that have struggles. They thought that we were completely preparatory and a polishing school. <laughs> And so they even they stopped sending us referrals because they didn't they came to our gala and didn't even know that that's what we do. Yeah, that much of a transformation. So so we have been um, in a field where most of the treatment facilities are corporate entities. Mm-hmm. We've had a huge success in a, you know, in a small intimate setting. Is it, is it uh, insurance? No, but that yeah. is our goal. OK, we would love to make sure. And that's one of Janae's passions is making sure that. Care is accessible to anyone. To everyone, any, yeah. yeah. to anyone. So how, how, how do you get to insurance? Like, what uh, what are the needs so people can pray? Well, we need about $250,000. All right, send a check now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, if I'm you're feeling it. Um, is that, that's to get everything in or, yeah, uh, organized. It, what that does is yeah. that gives 12 girls the opportunity to experience uh, the program, have that all documented by an LCSW and what's called an HS, to get an, what's an HSPP, which is an insurance provider. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had uh, a couple come out and they have done full assessments and going, we want to put our name on it. However, we need to have the funding to go through the whole process. We have wonderful, um, wonderful favor with our legislation and government in Indiana. They're, they really want to see kids transformed. So we're really excited about that. But it's funding and timing. Yeah. So that's what got us on the road. So, well, you know what? Perfect. Because right now you're going to be touring. You got the movie circulating. I mean, you have everything in motion. And, you know, God, now we just have to let God line it all up. Absolutely. And that Because once you get insurance... Oh, then that. Then you could just expand and create new centers, right? Yeah, and then that's when it could really like multiply. Well, and the thing is, at that point in time, we can also show measured outcomes to insurance companies because our modality we are like a third of the cost 
of what other treatment facilities are charging. Mm -hmm. And so we can show insurance companies how they can actually lower health insurance uh, and provide better care. And so it's a really big, you know, exciting thing to be able to be a part of. And so then that brings accessibility to anyone. And that means because we have kids coming to us, that is a very unusual situation when you have kids that are wanting to enroll themselves in your school. Really? Yes. Yeah. And so, so how are they hearing about you? Is it just to the, fil- the movie? It's the movie. It's the we film. travel. Mouth, they meet girls. You meet you guys on the road. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And so so if we can make these kids, um, I guess what's the right word? If we can empower them yeah. to take charge of their own health care, mm-hmm. they can actually, through their parents' insurance, access our school. And so they can sign up and bring the information to their parents and say, look, I think this experience will change my life because what we really want to do is prevention. These kids that are in this this space where we are super solid is prevention and specializing kids that have lost a parent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you can get them right before they start making a ton of decision, uh, yes. bad decisions. It's right at that mm-hmm. junior high, high school. Yeah. What's what's the youngest kid uh, that you guys take? I've had. I always call them students. I like to call them students. kids. Yeah, students. I know. I say kids, I know. students. It's students. Um, You're eighteen now, huh? You're an adult. She's I'm twenty. 20. You're twenty. Twenty one in like. Oh my gosh. Four months. Gosh, I remember you were when I met you. How old were you? Like, were you twelve or ten? Ten. We met in two thousand nine. You you were nine. Gosh. Yeah. She's going to be 21. Like, I know, I know. I see the photos on Instagram. I'm like, she's a woman now. I know. I know. <laughs> what happened? I know. Tell me about Poor it. head. <laughs> I know. Literally. My, oh my, sorry. My youngest one just got what? engaged. Go ahead. Were I was going to say, oh my gosh, the other day, my dad did, we were we were in, in Indianapolis, yeah. he did a headstand. A headstand in his robe, and he landed. He goes, I'm 50. I'm 50. <laughs> I did that. <laughs> Wait, did he post a picture of that? Him and, no, him, no, no, no! It was so random. It was hilarious. So does he ever say, He's "Hey, Janae, you can't date any guys"? You know, I know you're 20, but you can't date till you're 60. He's pretty. He's pretty wary, but he's cool about it. He's like, it's super cute. Make he's sure super cute right about guy, it. Like, make sure he like treats you good. He like he's double like. Yeah. Yep. He's a good dad. Yep. Yeah. He's awesome. But he also knows that he's got the backup. I'm not going to let anybody. Yeah. That's true. You got a lot of backup. You know, yeah. they're going to have to go through a lot of people. I know. So I'll, I'll just walk up to him. You know, even if your dad approves, I'll be like, so who are you anyway? <laughs> <laughs> who are you? I don't know See you. See if you can true. hang in our tribe. <laughs> I know, literally. Dude, we will outlast all. you. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You know what? Sorry. I know we're going on a little side note, but that's going to be crazy. Like, I couldn't even. More live with Ryan Race coming up. Is everything all right? Sure. Call now. 1-888-564-6173 or post your questions using the hashtag LiveRyanReese on his Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. Uh, I think I speak for the entire administration when I say whoop de doo
now, back to Live with Ryan Reese. Don't say what I warn you. Loud noises! Well, I... <laughs> Do you think I'll be alive when my daughters get married? I'm 43. I might just be dead. No, you <laughs> won't. I rebuke that. I, I'm going to be in a wheelchair. Hey, girls. School. I rebuke that. I'm just joking. I, <laughs> I look young. I got you. 25. Whatever. I got 25. You maybe do. 22. What are you going to do when it's time to cut your hair? That's, I don't know. I'm just going to wig. It's never time to just cut wig. Your I'm just going to have a wig. You know, just keep growing. Come on. So, hey, check it out. Before the break, we were talking with um, um, Tiffany and uh, Jenea. Welch, they're in the new film that's called Loud Crazy Love. It's on Showtime. Uh, Janae's dad is Brian Head Welch from Corn, and they did this rad film, and it's about uh, basically a, a story of a daughter and a, and a father, and he had to raise her. Obviously, they got um, the mom left when they, when they were young. She had all this uh, things going on in her life. Her father was a rock star. She started dealing with depression, suicide, and just... Um, just crazy stuff, but um, she got enlisted and enrolled, met Tiffany from Awakening Youth, and her whole life changed. And that's what we've been talking about. If you want to get the rest of the show, you could just go download the Whosoever's app or go to RyanReese.com, and you could find the show be up uh, by the end of the tonight or on YouTube or whatever. But um, what we were going to talk about right after the break, we were going to talk about, oh, we're going to take calls. That's what we're going to do. Yes. I almost, see, I got old and I almost forgot. Uh, we're going to give out the number. We'd like to hear you guys. If uh, maybe you're dealing with depression, uh, maybe you're dealing with an eating disorder, cutting, um, just stuff that's going on in your life and you would like to get on the phone with us, we'd love to hear from you. This is, what the, this is why the show exists. This is why I'm here on Saturday nights, to make ourselves available because we know that God has a plan for you and you don't have to live like this. There is a way out. Call in 888-564-6173. We are going to wait for you guys to call. If you missed the number, 888-564-6173. We would love to hear from you. Maybe you even have a, uh, maybe you're a mother or a father or a, you know, a grandpa or a grandma and you have a, you have a, grandchild or a, a child that is going through some stuff maybe you're seeing these signs and you just want to uh, talk to tiffany and and get her insight on this stuff again she deals with this stuff all the time how many years have you been doing this oh 19 and wh wh what's your job title exactly i am president of awakening youth okay and what does that mean what exactly do you do just for the listeners for uh, at this point in time, I handle working with girls who want to now stay and become a part of the message. Want to do have a more, um, I guess, an intern experience mm -hmm. uh, in this in this line of work. And I'm being pushed into stepping out to be the face of the organization to really talk about we, mm -hmm. what we do. I did the direct care at home, and I've hired a wonderful woman. You personally uh, worked with girls for years. For the phone years. lines are lighting up right now. It's by the, the way. yeah. The last two years, I've stepped out uh, to oversee and make sure that our results were replicable, right. yeah. <laughs> that it wasn't just based around me being in the home. And so we expanded doing young adult services and got another property and I hired a director. And so this is, this is, this is what a president does. Dude. Awesome. And you know what? You need to talk more about your movement, you know, or your, your company because you're the heartbeat. You guys are the, you both, what you guys do. Cause she's always tries to like stay in the background, but you too are the, you're, you're not going to, no one else is going to say it better than you guys. Yeah. You know what I mean? Cause you guys are it. You birth it. You're in it. You're living it. You're speaking it. Just run well, with we it. Well, we just appreciate, and I just want to say, appreciate from the beginning of meeting you as a minister, your encouragement of us and, you know, being women 
okay, like in, in business and running an organization, because our organization is charitable good. Mm-hmm. So having to step out as a non, you know, the leader of a nonprofit, the encouragement that we've received from you guys and the support and always being ready to take a question or take a phone call has been amazing and very pro, you know, female movement. We appreciate. We it. love you guys, and we're that's why we're here. Love you too. We believe in you. And I'm excited to see what is, I mean, this is just already, I can't even believe this is all happening. I know. Oh, it's so I know. It's so, I mean, when you're sitting there at the Grammy Museum. Yes. Okay. When you're at the, when you're sitting there at the Grammy Museum and you're seeing a film and you're seeing, you know, like the story. Yeah. And you're, you're all sitting there like, I can't believe this is happening. Yeah. This is going, you know, something is happening and this is amazing. And Brian's story of salvation and their father-daughter story, mm-hmm. for me, there's lots of lenses to put this on. Yep. Uh, addiction, mental health. Yep. But the core of, in this day and age, with this many artists committing suicide, mm-hmm. overdosing, yeah. and having major, major issues, to have an icon like Brian have the story that he has, have the longevity of sobriety that he has, Mm -hmm. the overcoming depression and the things that he's overcome, and then to have the father-daughter family restoration story, that's a big deal in our time and in our space. And I see this movie as really a sleeping giant. I agree. Um, that that I think that this little bit of time on Showtime, but I just see that there's a you know that the it's there's a sleeping giant here. And it's exciting. Because just right now, there's this overwhelming need for, for the mental health and all this stuff that's going on. It's just surfacing right now. I know. It's just surfacing. You know, I, I was with the, one of the sergeants of uh, like the sheriffs, and he was telling me about uh, mental health. And he says, right now, it hasn't even hit the mainstream yet. But all the tests and everything that's going on with marijuana, because it's legal, the kids are smoking this stuff too when they're young. It's totally changing their, their whole brain chemistry. Their, yeah, so they said there's af- yeah before they said 25. there's going to even be a bigger yes. epidemic of mental health coming that the mainstream doesn't even know about yet. Wow. So this film that you do, it's it's like perfect timing right now. It's amazing because it's coming even more than ever. I mean, it's in school. I mean, there's I was at a school re- uh, last week. You know. Girls are suicidal. There was a school out here in Rancho Cucamonga. Uh, actually, in the city of Rancho Cucamonga, there was eight suicides. Um, like four, I think, before school. And then the first month of school, there was another like four or something. Just in one city right here like by my church. I mean, this is just like, that's just what we know about. It's crazy. Well, crazy. And, and they just view life as unplugging. You know, it's kind of like a lamp. That's it's what it like, is, yeah. Yeah, it's just I need to unplug. You know, like I'm just, I'm, I'm, I have nothing else to offer. I feel no connection. I'm numb. There is no bond. Not here for a purpose. Yeah. There is no vision in their life. There's no relationship in their life. And so there's no restoration in their life. How are you doing tonight, Claudia? Um, I'm doing okay, sir. Thank you. What's, what's your question tonight? And I get like severe anxiety attacks and depression. People who are going through like depression because I'm a single mom and I get severe like anxiety attacks. Um, and like panic attacks, and I also have like depression. Dude, where where are you located? I'm in Orange County in California. Okay, perfect. What I'm gonna do is, what we're gonna do is uh, after we take this call, I'm gonna put you on hold. We're gonna get your number, but I can tell you this: Are you right now? Have you been um? Have, are you plugged in? Like, have you been reading? Have you been praying? Or have you have you what's what's been the connection with uh, what's been the connection with with God at this point with you? Oh, yes, I daily I I always pray I daily pray, and I even I spoke to my um, pastors from my church about 
what I'm going through, but it's like a reoccurring issue, like especially when I have to share half and half custody with the baby's father, like that puts more of the anxiety on me when I go through that. Yes. No, I'm, I'm sure that that dealing with uh, the, the, the separation and all the other stuff that goes along. I know this, though. I know that the enemy, he likes to, um, you know, the devil, he loves to come in and, and get in. He studies us and he want, he'll try to get into your life and um, raise these things. So there is power in the name of Jesus. And you have to understand that. And you have to go boldly to the throne of God and say, God, I need your grace. I need your mercy. I need you to touch my life. And I need you to remove this anxiety, this this uh, depression, these things in my life. Because there, there is, we either believe that there's power in his name or there's there's not. But it's also good to get in. And I would recommend that to get in counseling that, you know, talk to your church. Um, you need to be around people that, that have gone through it or, or counselors that can help you walk through this stuff. You don't want to be isolated and you don't want to try to bear this whole burden by yourself. You need to make sure you're still, so you're plugged into church and you are getting counseling with this and prayed for from pastors and people at the church. Are you, are you on the air now? Yeah, I can hear. Okay, good. Hi, how are you? I'm okay. Thank you. Thank you for calling. Well, and, your question, I think, impacted the whole reason why I got on a plane and even started sharing my story. But the thing that I can tell you is that, especially with being a single mom in that particular situation, getting involved in any of the MOPS groups, um, I don't know if you're familiar with that, but there's a lot of single mothers groups, a lot of MOPS groups, where if you can connect yourself with other women that are experiencing what you're experiencing, it'll feel less um, redundant. Like when you say it's reoccurring, well, it's because you're, you're a single mom. And so you have to make sure that you're surrounding yourself with people that are experiencing that like, you know, that like situation, but are finding victory in raising their child because your emotional wellness and your mental health is unbelievably pivotal because you're raising children. Mm -hmm. And so to be able to connect with other moms, other single moms and have that community and that relationship, that's the, the group dynamic of that is going to be a big thing for you. Um, we've got we've got your number and looking for resources closer to your area. But right now we don't have any. And that's the thing for us. We don't have anything that uh, to put out yet. We don't have anything, you know, to put in your hand. Um, and that's the whole passionate reason why we're doing what we're doing. So what we're going to do is I'm going to put you on hold. And then we're going to get your number and we're going to, we're going to re reach in, uh, contact you after and follow up with you and see how we can help you personally. Cause we are yes. actually local. Um, we're, we're close to you here. We're in, we're in Dima bar. Okay. Oh, Thank you so much. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. One, I'm going to give the number out again. Triple eight, five, six, four, six, one, seven, three. The number is triple eight, five, six, four, six, one, seven, three. I have Tiffany in studio with Jenea from Awakening Youth. Uh, they just came out in that new movie called uh, Loud Crazy Love. And check it out. It's an amazing story. If you're dealing with depression, uh, broken family, suicide, um, just just all the things that are going on in this culture. I mean, if you look at the, what's going on with musicians and just with the students in schools, I mean, it's everything that, that we're facing. And it touches very strongly on these issues. Yes. You want, you want to speak into that film a little bit? On that, or Jenea? Uh, 
Okay, we're going to go ahead and take another call. Okay, I just want to make sure your guys' headphones are uh, yes, working. I, okay, it, it takes a second, and sorry for everyone, when you put this, when you put the headphones in after you've been talking, for anybody who hasn't done radio, this weird little thing right here, yes. when you put the headphones in, when you've already been talking without <laughs> the headphones, it sounds weird. It huh? messes with me. So that whole last call, that poor woman, you're amazing. You're wonderful, <laughs> and we will get your number and find you help. But I was sitting there trying to figure out like the my own voice in my own head. <laughs> oh, there's there's a little volume control yeah, I, right there. I, okay. I have caught that. That's why I do the one. Do the, do the one. Oh, so it kind of helps. I can hear one. Each. Oh, it does. Look at this. Look at all these tricks. I'm glad all I got right. to flub awesome. it up. Awesome. I know. Well, we weren't going to take calls at first, and then all of a sudden we just got all hyped up. So it's all. It's all good. I'm going to try and grab this call here. Um, here we go. We have Anthony calling. How are you doing tonight, Anthony? What's your question? Hey, I'm doing good. Uh, so my cousin and her family, they're going through a divorce. She's got three little kids. And I just wanted to see what any advice that you guys can give would be really helpful. Um, I mean, there's a lot more to the story, but I don't think I have enough time. Yeah. <laughs> sure. But... Yeah, that's uh, that's what's going on right now, and it's really affecting the family. You know, her mother is really, really devastated. Uh, I'm really worried for my cousin because I feel like she's changed a lot. And, you know, me being aware of the spiritual battle that's going on and how, you know, it's not flesh it's, that we're fighting. It's, you know, it's spirit. It's spirit. I, I mean, it's, it, it's spirits, you know. It's, it's, uh, it's the flesh that, that it is the fight and you know we have to make sure our spirit is strong enough to to fight it but you know she's not really fully aware of that and i'm a little worried for her so. okay let, let's let me do this because this is there could be we don't know the whole story of what's going on because there's a divorce there's people involved there's a big huge thing so what i'm going to do is i'm just going to pray for you guys that god will intercede in this situation, and I believe 100% that we need to get her connected with the local church, some pastors, so they can unpack this. Because, I mean, I can't just jump into this and, and it's just too big. when it come, come, It's too messy with the divorce and everything. But I'm going to pray for your cousin. So uh, what's her name? Angie. Okay, Lord, I just pray for Angie in the name of Jesus. I ask, Lord, that you will intercede. We don't know the details, Lord, but you know all things, and we know that there's power in your name. So I pray in the name of Jesus that you will intercede, Lord, and bring light to what's going on, and you will expose the darkness, God, and that you will, if it's your will, Lord, and you could um, you could restore this whole thing, Lord, because we know that there's kids and there's a lot of different elements, Lord. So we just pray for your sovereign grace and your mercy, Lord, and that you will bring people around her, Lord, a pastor or some elders from the church that can come alongside her that could pray for her and help her walk through this, God. If it's them coming back together or if there is going to be a split, Lord, however it happens, Lord, that you will intercede and be with her during this, this time, God. And we know that all things work together for good for those that love Christ according to your purpose, Lord. So all we can do is just give it to you, God, and you just trust that you're going to do what you're going to do, Lord. So we thank you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. I'm going to go ahead and grab this uh, call here. Um, this is Patty calling in. How you doing, Patty? You're listening to uh, Live with Ryan Reese. And what is your question tonight? Hi, Ryan. Uh, I'd like to, uh, if you can pray for my two of my daughters and uh, the first one, she's uh, telling herself a lot, and then when she gets with anxiety and depression, 
uh, because her separation, because her husband cheated on her after like 20 years of marriage, and they have a twin girls. And then, you know, she cut in a lot her, her arm, and mm-hmm. to the point she called me at like uh, 1, 2 o'clock uh, in the morning, and and she wants to commit suicide, and sometimes, I, you know, I getting to the point, what should I do to call 911? But I just have to flee to her house and, and talk to her. Um, We're good. Okay, I'm going to pray for you, but I'm going to let uh, Tiffany talk to you for a second. And oh, hold on, Patty. Hold on one second. I'm going to let Tiffany. How, how old is your daughter? Uh, she's 37. Okay. And um, how, how old are the kids? Uh, they're eight years old. They're eight years old? Yes. I don't know uh, what situation your family is is in as far as your local church, but to have eight-year-olds and that kind of trauma happening, you really need to be reaching out to your local community. To have them involved, that's a really pivotal age for her to be experiencing the trauma of divorce in that way. And so a big thing that I think will exceptionally help her is if she knows that her kids are okay. If she knows that they're being taken care of and that pressure is is off, um, I think that that'll help with the trauma. But most definitely, uh, my my experience is more with teenagers and young adults, adolescent, uh, as far as self-harm. But in that experience, building a relationship that's separate than the trauma. Do you spend time with her when she's not calling you? Yeah, yeah, I, I try. And, and I'm a believer. And then, you know, uh, I'm just praying for her. But sometimes, you know, it's like devastating to hear from her. She wants to have suicide and oh, she's um, an anxiety at work and she crying and she told me, I don't know what to do. I'm just everybody like staring at me because I have a lot of anxiety and and that's because of the, the divorce. But um, I offer several times to come to church and or if uh, somebody come and visiting her or you know, to pray, but she say, oh, I was crying to God, to asking help, and uh, apparently you, God, doesn't hear me, and I just told her, but uh, you have to be patient, because you have a chaos in your life, and, and God is God of order, and yeah. you have to be patient, you know? Okay, where where are you located? What Where is she located? What city? Orange County or L.A.? Yeah, Orange County. Okay. Well, the good news is we could send someone to meet up with her if she's willing. I mean, I'll meet up with her um, soon. I mean, whenever I can this week. So um, I'm going to put you on hold and then um, hopefully we can meet with her and then we can get her plugged into church and just get her, get her going. Cause right now she's just not, it's not happening. So let's, let's pray for her now. What's, what's her name? Patty, you want to pray? Um, you want to pray? I'm going to let Tiffany pray. What's your daughter's name? Uh, Tatiana. Go for it. Lord, we just ask uh, that you surround Tatiana and her twins, that they would feel your presence and your peace. And in the trauma of this divorce, that you would reach her in ways that you've never reached her before. That the times that she has cried out to you and she feels that you have not answered her. Lord, that you would reveal yourself and show um, your love to her and her children in overwhelming ways. We 
pray a hedge of protection around this family as they go through this trauma. And we also ask that you give divine wisdom to her mom, that her mom would know how to love her well and love her deeply. Lord, that if there's any patterns in this family of lack of communication with each other, that you would open those up and that you would show yourself in your miracles in this family. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, Patty, I'm going to put you on hold, and then we're going to get your number, and we will set something up. Hopefully, I can meet up with her this week, and um, we'll just go from there, okay? Thank you for calling. Mm-hmm. I appreciate it. Thank okay, you so much love you. Me. You know, it's wow. It's everywhere. Here, here's another one. I'm, I'm going to take this because I know we have a few minutes left. Um, we have Becky. How you doing, Becky? Do you want to? What, what's your question tonight? We have about three minutes left. Oh, wow. I was going to be real short anyway. Didn't think I would be on there. Didn't want to take away from you, the young people. No, no, you're good. You're good. What, what's up? I am 64-year-old woman who has gone through just about everything you talked about, and uh, I am now uh, almost probably dying, and I want to encourage kids. All I want to do is encourage kids. My, I have an eating disorder, and uh, I've been through the drugs and alcohol. Lord took me through that stuff, and everybody was like, yay, I love your show. You deal with things that, that fills a gap for me that wasn't dealt with. I listen to you every week. Awesome. And I want to encourage the young people to deal with it now, kids. Deal with it now. Talk mm-hmm. to someone now. I never, ever dealt with an eating disorder. Did all the loud stuff, you know, the drugs, mm-hmm. the alcohol, all that stuff. Got through that because it was loud and everybody wanted to deal with that. But I held on to the eating disorder and hit it, and now it has reared its ugly head due to certain trigger circumstances. I'm 64. My teeth fell out. I walk with a walker. I weigh 75 pounds, and I'm dying. And I just want to say it's because I held it back. I'm so filled with guilt and shame. I can't even face the Lord with it. He's so compassionate. I know I hear him. He's right there going, come on, honey, let's deal with it together. And I just, I, I almost can't which is not his fault. He's right there. And again, I just want to say, oh, kids, oh, young people, middle-aged people, deal with it now. Talk to these lovely people. Deal with it. Becky, let me, I'm going to pray for you. Oh, Becky, you are beautiful. Mm -hmm. Your heart is so beautiful. Well, the Lord's beautiful. Actually, I'm going to let Tiffany go and pray for her. Thank you, Becky. Lord, we just ask you to surround Becky, to show yourself to her in ways that you haven't in 64 years. Lord, she's humbled and she knows. I don't think Becky, in all the years that I've been in ministry, which is almost, I mean, I think a little over 20 now, I don't think that I've ever heard somebody take accountability of, I know that the Lord can do it and I know that I haven't let him. I don't think that I've heard somebody say that as genuinely in the same message of listen to my pain without it being an excuse. I mean, you didn't give an excuse. Um, I believe that there is amazing deliverance and impact for you mm-hmm. and for you to walk out of this um, in a way in, in a way that's going to uh, to transform your life. So, Lord, we just ask right now that you give Becky the biggest surrounding love. Lord, that you show her that you are real in ways that she can't even imagine, that she's not, you know, that 64 is, you know, young and vibrant and that she's got a message and a heart to share with people. Lord, we we just bless her for her love and her faith and her desire to to share with young people, deal with this before it becomes an addiction, before it, you know, continues in your life. 
Lord, just just give her blessing. Becky, it was so wonderful. I think my life's better from hearing you talk. Mm-hmm. Becky, thank you very much for your call. We love you so much, all right? Oh, God bless you all. And, and Ryan, I love you. I just love you all. Thanks for being there. Thanks for letting the Lord use you. Uh, awesome. All right. Well, that's the end of the show. Wow. That was awesome. And you only cried 10 times. Oh, my gosh. I'm just joking. Thing, I like, <laughs> this has been Live with Ryan Reese. To connect or find out more about Ryan, click on ryan-reese.com. Check us out next Saturday at 9 p.m. for Live with Ryan Reese. Students today face many more distractions and problems than ever before. Drug abuse, depression, broken families, self-harm, suicide are just a few of the issues they have to overcome. A 15-year-old living today gathers as much information in one day as a 15-year-old would gather 80 years ago in one year. 23% of male students in high school and 37% of female students in high school struggle with depression. On our school tours, we've encountered a sense of hopelessness because of the rise of suicide, depression, and anxiety. The Whosoever's mission is to deliver a message of truth of the gospel to the students and empower them to realize their true purpose in life. Our Kill the Noise school tour reaches out to them with a message of hope. It's a free event we provide to the schools, which includes a speaker with an inspiring message, the Gideon's Book of Life, product giveaways, and free food. It's rad because after each event, we get the students plugged into my live radio show on Saturday nights and we get them plugged into the school club so they could stay connected and get discipled. John 3.16 says, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. We are a movement of whosoever's leading the way to reflect Christ in culture. I love what Jesus says. The harvest is ripe, the workers are few. Here we are. This has been Live with Ryan Reese. To connect or find out more about Ryan, click on ryan-reese.com. Check us out next Saturday at 9 p.m.